Blog Talk Radio. There's no earthly way of knowing. Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going? Directly Camino. We have reached a tipping point. Good evening, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. It's time once again for the tipping point. Our guests are going to be O'Shea Edwards, and we're going to go over the nominees for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. I'm Stephen Platinum, and joining me as always is the venerable, unflappable, uncanny Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Steve. Much appreciated. Yeah, How are you brought doing? To you by the letter U. I'm, I'm going to pick a different letter, and we're just going to roll with it. So, <laughs> so Larry, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I didn't uh, see any wrestling this weekend because I was in D.C. for a family affair. But I read yeah. with great interest about the various things that took place around Georgia this weekend, and. Uh, uh, also got a report from our West Coast tormentor, um, Dan Masters, on uh, yeah. PCW Ultra. I just thought a little, a little tidbit to open here. They drew uh, close to 1,000 people for their show, and that they're doing quite well out there. And uh, the title went on to Shane uh, Strickland, and they're bringing in, of all people, I didn't know if he was still alive, but they're bringing in Mill Mascaris for their, oh, yes. for their, for their next show. So, uh a, a quickie report from uh, Dan Masters, PCW Ultra, doing alive and well and doing great at the box office. Um, but a lot's going on here in uh, Georgia over the weekend. Uh, you know, we had, of course, the big Friday night shows with Action and Southern Honor. And um, for the occasion tonight, I thought I would ask um, Rob Brodhecker to come on the show because he was there at Southern Honor and, and, and wrote quite a glowing report about the show. So uh, joining us now for his debut on The Tipping Point is Rob. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Larry. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Rod. How are you? Very well, thank you. Rod, that uh, that review of the show, you loved that freaking show. I mean, I, like, I, there wasn't a grade below B. There was A plus pluses and A pluses all over the place. I got, I'm just going to put you on the spot. Was it really that good, or were you kind of caught up in the moment? And now, when you look back on that show, after you've been away from it for a few days, and after a couple of days after the report, is a great report, by the way. It's always great to see people reviewing shows. Do you think it was? Do you still think the show was that good? Well, I edited the report on Sunday morning, so it was almost uh, 48 hours later. So I was looking back on it, and I might be drop one, take a, a A plus, make it an A. Uh, but it 
a lot of those matches were just that damn good. Uh, the, the ladies' match, it was the best ladies' match I've seen all year. And, I, you know, it, it, even though there's been a dearth of ladies wrestling around in Georgia, in my opinion, it, uh, Kier and Danny just knocked it out of the park. But nice. uh, every, everything was, all the storylines were there. Uh, there were, uh, apart from the, uh, the falling off the ladder from Sonny, uh, everything was crisp. There were no obvious mistakes, uh, no flubs. Uh, the, the, you know, the, we had the emotions from the wrestlers. Uh, like I said, the only real thing, I, uh, the, the, the LeBron-Alanis uh, match, I, I wish that LeBron was a little bit more heelish, but he was still getting plenty of heat, but the crowd was just loving uh, uh, Adrian Alanis. So, Rob, the, 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 the thing with Sunny Day's falling off the ladder and just, you know, getting a serious injury there, did you, what, could you see what happened and did you have, you know, did you have a good view of, of what took place there? Well, I, I was able to witness the fall fairly well. Uh, it <clears> was uh, uh, Kevin, well, I didn't see the landing, but I, the, the fall itself. Uh, Sonny was on one side of the ladder, uh, Kevin was the other, and, you know, Kevin was choking Sonny with the chain. Uh, Kevin kicked Ravina as she got up the ring, and he, Kevin basically let go of the chain, uh, and the chain was wrapped around Sonny's neck, and uh, Sonny uh, fell into the, onto the tables. Uh, from what uh, uh, Corey had posted, Corey Tatum, the photographer, uh, apparently the the ladder wobbled enough that it threw off Sonny's uh, trajectory. And I'm guessing that's what caused the uh, misfall. So what was did, the did long and short the of it injury-wise? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, Larry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just wondering, did, they, did the, his head hit the corner of the table? Is that what put that horrible, those, those stitches and all that? Well, they were... Um, uh, looked like two from my angle. It looked like there were two tables set up, and from what I saw on the in the photograph, I was far I'm far enough back. I really wasn't that close to see exactly what. Uh, but it looked like one of the tables had a chunk taken out of it anyway. I don't know whether he hit that hmm. or if that was on the other side. Uh, I would have to you know, go back and look at uh, go look at the photo, uh, the pictures uh, and also the video to see. But if anything. Anything is possible in a tables match, and I, hate to, I almost hate to say I jinxed it, but I, I told him to be careful out there before the show started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, Rod, the, um, I want to see if I get this part right. So they, they put yes, a layout where they had 400 chairs out, and they damn near sold it out. Sounds like they had about 350. Is that right? I yeah, give or take a buy two for uh, from after the show. Uh, Gary said it yeah. was like 407 actual seats. Uh, so yeah, it was there was a couple uh, uh, on you know the two uh, two sides. You had uh, six rows and about 17 across. Uh, the hard camera side, it was only just one row, and that was like I think 15. And then by the entranceway, you had the two sections on either side of the ramp. And those were around uh, 30 apiece. And then you had a couple of the uh, uh, tables that were on either side as well. So I did about 100, uh, 107 Corey Gary Lamb. 
and you know, okay. it's, it's pretty, you know, about 350, three hundred fifty, you know, fifty, you know, you know, pissing hairs at that point, but yeah, at least three hundred fifty, I would say. Gotcha. So there was an awful lot that took place on this show, separate from the wrestling. I mean, you had yeah. the former GPW champion Cody Vance in the audience, mm-hmm. and then he gets and, involved in in a match, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, certainly that was surprising to see a GPW guy at Southern Honor. Then Rick, you know, you also have Rick Michaels in the ring with Gary right. Lamb for a segment. Um, Southern Fried Odor, Dave Manders in the, David Manders in the audience. Yes. Quite the night. Yes. It was, yeah, it was, uh, and, you know, Scott Hall was there, said a brief hello to him and uh, Jimmy Oxenine was in there and the, so yeah, it's you know old old home week week. But yeah, what the, the your, Rick Michaels what promo t- was yeah. The Rick Michaels uh, promo, uh, there was a uh, if you ever get to see a video of it, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll show it. Uh, one lady was saying, "Where's Cornelia?" Rick turned to her and said, "Google it, lady." It was and he just went off on her. It was just the funniest thing you'd ever want to listen to. <laughs> Uh, Rob, what was the long and short like your report was very thorough as far as the matches and I love the grading system and all that of what, what was mm-hmm. your takeaway from that show because when you know when we had Gary on um, there seemed to be conjecture that oh well for the rest of the year you know we're only going to do this many shows but we're here now we're here at the end of the, the year do you think it's a promotion and I this is this is probably hard to gauge from just going to the show but do you think it's a promotion that can run frequently and in other towns? Or do you get the sense that it's, it's good for what it is, they should continue to grow or stabilize at that venue? Or do you think that it's a show that could really go out there and, you know, do three shows a month in different locales? Well, I not in Gary's ear or in his office or wherever he makes the decisions. I would think that that would be something he would lead to. I, you know, if God forbid, if I was ever a promoter, that's what I would want to do is, you know, three, at least, you know, three shows a, a month and run a, a different town each month. But, you know, that's the dream of pretty much every promoter right now, I would think. Uh, you know, it depends on how ambitious he is, and I would I'd say he's pretty ambitious. But you yeah, know, it's also you know how what is his business sense on uh, if he could take it, uh, say running out of Canton to uh, you know maybe further south, maybe you know Alpharetta or you know for you know further west or even north, you know Adairsville or you know maybe drive someone out of Ringgold or something. I don't know. It, it depends on uh, what he what he wants to do, but what he wants to do with his company. But he has, I would say he has the elements uh, there to, you know, I wouldn't say uh, area wide, he could probably uh, do, so, do something there. Well, you know, the other thing over the weekend is action had their show and yeah. they did very well too. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they had a lot of obstacles to overcome in the sense of the number of people that were originally scheduled for this show and the amount of changes they went through leading into it. 
Um, yeah. I, they uh, they lost uh, Marco Stunt, Anthony Henry, Kane Justice, and of course, most prominently, PCO. Um, we're all original. We're all at various points supposed to be on this show, and none of them were there. And they still had, from all report, all accounts, a very good show. I, I was able to watch um, five of the matches online. I have not seen the uh, Fred Yehi Eric Royal rematch uh, because, and that's one I really want to see. And I know they had another really good match, but it looked like another really strong uh, show from Action. And of course, wouldn't you know it, they set up Cam Carter as the title. Uh, number one contender getting the match against newly crowned champion AC Mack. And who gets booked for the Southern Honor show in January? Cam Carter. <laughs> hmm. So, um, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Oh, yeah. That, that actually is another place. I think, you know, uh, I know he wants to keep it cozy. I don't know if he wants to keep it cozy there, but I like to see him in a bigger building. You know, even if it's like there's, there's 50 more seats in there, I think I think he could pack it out. It was almost standing room only the last time I was there. Well, he's got a high school show. Uh, this we're speaking of Matt Griffin here. He's got a high school show sar- yeah. uh, scheduled for February, so he is going to venture okay. out into larger, larger venue and, and uh, check that out. Do um, Rod, based on your um, based on your report, would you say this this uh, Southern Fried? Oh, sorry. The Southern Honor Show. Would you say that it was show of the year? The quality of matches certainly would put it in the you know in the contention. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the first two matches, uh, you know, I had a B plus and a, and a B minus, I think. Uh, you know, but you know the other the other matches were you know, on par, and uh, he, you know, Gary stated he wanted you know main event matches for the whole show, and he pretty much got it. Uh, and it, it's hard for me to say if it's, you know, show of the year, because I there's so many promotions, and there's so many ones yeah. that you know, I might be going to one week, and if there's another show showing another week, or if I have to work that Saturday, I miss it entirely. Uh, so it's hard for me to say if it's the show of the year. I wouldn't be qualified, but I would, you know, it would be interesting to see yeah, if you you know watch the videotape of uh, all the other contenders, how it stack up. Yeah, would you say that it's the best live show that you saw in Georgia this year? Uh, Scott Hensley's going to kill me for this, but outside of Phoenix City, yes, I'll probably say it is. Nice. Well, that's yeah, a mouthful. Yeah, that's, you that's, said that's, that's a, yeah. That's a, yeah, I'll see. Yeah, because I, I I tease him about the you Phoenix know, City being in Chattanooga, and it's not in Georgia. But that, that's that's why I say he's going to kill me. I'll get a I'll get a note saying, "Come on, Rob." <laughs> well, you you, <laughs> Sorry. you you also said uh, they would be clear contender for promotion of the year next year if they stay in this track, and that's a mouth, mouthful as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. The, and the, the yeah. prim. And the premiere show that I, I went to, I think two months ago now, maybe two and a half months ago, that was a damn good show too. It was just, they had a few technical difficulties, but you know, first show out, you know, you, you, know, you have to give some slack for that. And yeah. I also like, yeah, yeah I gotta give, a, I have to give a little quick shout out to the ring announcer, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Demont. I, I believe his first name was Paul. Uh, I we, I, I would see how he does, but that would be a good. Uh, next year this time 
talked about him for a ring announcer of the year. I I like the way he way he did it. You know, uh, maybe get him a little bit more uh, uh, hype, uh, hyping the uh, not only the matches but uh, maybe the next show. I know Gary does a you know fantastic job doing that when he comes out for his promos, but I, maybe Demont will can take over some of that as well. But I, I can definitely see that conversation next year this time. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, stick around. Yeah, I, know, uh, I normally don't show like that, but it was a very impressive show. You know, it, it kind of points out the uh, – not kind of. It does point out the difficulty of putting of having the nomination process for the awards in November, and then you get a good, a really top-notch show like this in December, and the, you know, the ballot's already out. So it, this could be a write-in candidate yeah. for the uh, show of the year. Um, stick around because we're going to bring on our guests now, but we want to come back towards the end of the hour and, and talk about the nom- the um, ballot itself and who made the ballot. But we want to go to our guest, uh, one of the top rising stars in Georgia, um, and a great talker, and um, been looking forward to this one. We're joined now on The Tipping Point by O'Shea Edwards. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. Hey man, you good to meet you. Good to meet you. <laughs> to meet you too. O'Shea, I'm, this is Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask you a tough question right off the jump. Let's go. So, man. you're one of the. <laughs> there's been a number of guys like in the last couple of years who who like come on like a storm, and more importantly, I don't hear anybody say anything bad about them, and it always baffles me because this is wrestling, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no lies being told right there. (laughs) So, so Shay, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, like, have you found the way that you've been treated by promoters, other wrestlers, obviously the people that you train with, and that kind of thing, been good? But you have you had like strong negative experiences, or have I mean, because you you're a guy that goes out there, you bust your ass. And everybody has great things to say about you. Have you had those like strong negative experiences? Because it doesn't seem like you have, which isn't a knock by any stretch. I just find it incredible because it's wrestling, you know. Well, <laughs> so. well, no, I, I mean you're you're actually, man. That's that's a really dope question, man. I, coming off the coming out the gates hot, I like it. Um, when <laughs> I first started, I wouldn't say strongly negative, but they sure weren't positive. Um, yeah, and it wasn't so much of because of who I am. It was the fact that nobody knew me, which is fair to an extent. It's fair. Um, it's never been an issue of where people just didn't like me, you know. But as as I kind of grew up, um, people started to like, oh, like this is what he's about. Oh, or oh, he's for real. And so when people start talking about me, like, I start to chuckle because people, you know, and this isn't so much where, you know, I take it as an answer. People say, oh, he's coming on like a storm. I would tell people, I was like, hey, man, um, you know, I've been on. This is like season two for me. Um, season one was a while ago. So when people come up and say, like, hey, man, you know, you've really been, you know, coming on strong and all that good stuff, I'm like, yeah, man, that's all I know. Like, I know one gear, and that's like to go. Um, but negative, I, there's not a lot I can really say about, like, negative experiences just because anything negative that I've ever experienced, like, I keep that quiet because, you know, drama enjoys that. You know what I'm saying? There's people out there who enjoy the negativity 
and they enjoy, like, the ability to tear people down. I just don't feed into it. I don't keep. I don't give that any ammunition because at the end of the day, like it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't help me. It doesn't benefit me being negative about something. So if I come across something where I have a negative experience, I kind of chalk it up to the game, and I, I'm like on to the next one. Um, it's it's not a big deal because guess what, man? You'll see me again. Trust me, you will see me again. And half the time, that's exactly what happens. People see me again, and they're like, "Oh man, he's really killing it." And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like, welcome to the party, pal." God damn it! You're gonna make me like you too. Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great answer, and I, I can tell it's a genuine answer. I I used to always tell the guys when I was training them, like, what good can come of this should always be the first question in your head, and and if the answer is nothing good will probably come of what I'm about to do, then you don't do it. And yeah. I, I think you know the the drama stuff. Um, it's very tempting. I think it's like with social media and all the rest of it, it's very tempting to substitute, oh, they're saying my name with publicity. But those are two different things altogether. And if you're going to be, if you're going to have your name out there, you want it to be for the, the best of reasons, not just for like, you know, the, the you know, spilling tea of the week. So exactly. I think it's smart. I just, and, and a lot of it too is, I'm an adult. <laughs> like I'm a grown man. I don't care. Like people are going to say <laughs> stuff about me regardless, let it be negative or positive. I can't help that, you know, but all I know is I can be basically the best person I can be in the ring, out of the ring. And then after that, the cars fall where they may, because those who know me can decipher between the nonsense and like what's factual. So if someone says something like off kilter, there's people out there like, Man, you're full of shit. Like, that's not him. Like, it's, it's just not. And when other people can decipher that stuff for me, then I'm like, apparently I'm doing something right. Great answer. <laughs> hey, um, you know, you didn't exactly get an early start in pro wrestling, obviously. What What moved you to get into it when you did? Man, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid, and – it was one of those things of where I guess at the time I really didn't know how, um, you know, it was always like on the outside looking in and after a while, um, you know, I kind of, I took, took a different route to kind of like, I guess, build, build a life for myself. And after a while I kind of sat around and I'm like, man, look, if I'm going to do this, if I'm not going to do it now, like I'm never going to do it. Um, and it was more of a challenge to myself. Like, Hey, can, can I, can I do this? Um, lo and behold, apparently I'm pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> and because of the fact that I started a little late, like some people want to use that as a knock, but actually I use it as a positive because I'm mature. You know, I, I'm smart. Uh, I, I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. Um, I'm not going to sit here and try to fake the funk, as it were, and try to be something that I'm not um, because I like to call myself a grown-ass man. I've been called the last grown man in the South, which I was like, yo, that's a hashtag. Um, I'm, I, I'm real. And so when I step into the ring or when I'm in front of a, a camera, when I'm on a microphone, that shows up. And this. And for me, age has always been nothing more but just – it's just a number. It's just a, it's a mindset. Like, people want to think that once you hit 30, oh, man, you got a foot in the grave. Like, actually, my whole goal is to make my, you know, my, my 30s 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, make my 20s jealous of my 30s. And that's what's happening so far. Um, and the fact that I'm, I'm smart about, like, my business, which is wrestling, it kind of gets me farther ahead than everybody else because, one, I, I know what it takes to kind of – I know how to talk to people. I have that, that, that kind of yeah. – um, social adeptness to like be a businessman and I can separate the two between a worker and a businessman. You know, I tell people all the time that, you know, if you want to talk to me about business, like that's who you're going to get. You're going to get business O'Shea, you know, suit and tie the whole nine. But when I get there, it's, you know, worker O'Shea, you know, the business has been taken care of already. Boom. Now here I am to do, to do what you paid me for. Nice. Wrestling is social. I say it all the time. Wrestling is social, and the way that you present yourself in a locker room is just as important as how you appear to the fans. Now, a lot of people don't get what that means, or they call that playing politics. Everybody's playing politics. It's just some people do underhanded ways of doing it. Some people are sneaky about it, and then some people are just present themselves well. And I, I think you're part of this new wave of guys who are grown-ass men who, you know, a lot of them it's like, you know, I, I was in the military. I did this. I did that. We're talking to more people like that than I loved wrestling, and I kind of got into it when I was 14 or 15, and, and they never developed aspects of themselves enough where wrestling was a positive. Instead, wrestling substituted things that needed to be there, and, and clearly you've, you've already got a lot of the cards in play that you need. Sorry, Larry, what was your question? I think O'Shea was about to say something there. Right? Yeah, no, I actually, yeah, I mean, dude, what you just said was spot on because of the fact that, like, I was from from man as a as a kid, I was always told, man, once you're the smartest guy in the room, it's time to find a new room. Um, and I use that for wrestling as well. Like, and this isn't me trying to be like an elitist. This isn't me trying to say I'm better than you know X Y Z. But when I first started, there's a group of guys that I hung out with, and as I moved on. You know, I still keep in contact with them, but I realize, okay, to get where I have to go, like, I have to expand, like, you know, my social my social grasp and who I associate with. And it was one of those things of as I continue to grow and take that next step, I realize, okay, I have to really start paying attention to the guys who are doing – who are, well, I don't want to say better than me, but who are becoming more successful than me. And I have to realize, okay, how did they do it and how can I apply that to what I'm doing? So in essence, it's, you know, I went from the smartest guy to the room to now I'm in a room, well, hypothetically, guys driving BMWs, and I don't. And so now I'm like, okay, so what do I got to do to get me one of them BMWs? Like I'm going to go with those guys because apparently they're doing something right. And then once I conquer that, go on to the next one and on to the next one. Um, and so, like, I enjoy hanging out with guys who have that, grown-ass man mindset, who have that business mindset of, hey, man, look, I'm not just trying to do this, you know, for the next five years for 20 bucks and a handshake. Like, I'm actually trying to make a run out of this. Like, those are the guys I want to hang out with, and I'm verbal about that. Like, I don't hide that at all. I tell people all the time, like, if you're about your business, like, come talk to me. Like, because we can, we can make stuff work. You can ride with me because now we have, we have something in common and a hot top raises our ships. Um, it's just one of those things that if you're not about your business, like, hey, man, you know, nice to meet you, but um, we have nothing to talk about. So you um, played football at West Georgia. Yes, um, sir. How did, you know, some football players, they can wrestling make great wrestlers. Some of them don't. 
uh, from the way you look at it, how has wrestling helped you, and has it hurt you in any way? Or how has, excuse me, football helped you, and has it hurt you in any way since you've gone into pro wrestling? Man, I've always had a football mindset um, in almost everything that I do. And really, to me, wrestling is just, instead of a team of 11, it's a team of, of team, I guess, of, you know, for me, it's a team of one. Um, when I train, I train as if I'm, you know, I'm playing on Sunday or playing on Saturday. Um, when I'm in the ring, I'm, it's game day. The lights are on. You know, it's Friday night lights, Saturday night lights, sometimes Sunday night lights. You know, this is the stage. Um, and everybody paid to watch you do what you do best. So for me, it's instead of just putting on a helmet, I'm just putting on boots. For me, the, the mindset doesn't really change. It, it, there's nothing negative about, you know, football that really um, – that's really coming to play about me wrestling. If anything, it's almost enhanced uh, what I do in the ring just because when I'm on the field, I play like a monster. You know, I play angry. Um, when I wrestle, <laughs> I wrestle very angry um, just because my best work comes out when I'm mad. <laughs> it's, that, it's uh, we, I've talked about it on here before. Um, it's called the Medici effect, which is, kind of a new thing in business where instead of hiring, if you've got a tech company that you got to have guys that have nothing to do with the tech world under your payroll. Cause those are the guys who bring a different mindset, but yet everything sort of intertwines. I mean, how many times do we say like, Oh God, you know, the politics is like pro wrestling, you know, Oh, UFC is more and more like pro wrestling. Because it's all like each other. It's not because pro wrestling finds its way in all these things. Everything's connected. So I think, again, part of the grown-ass man thing, and you have the discipline of football, I think it's good that you bring that mentality. Now, old-school wrestling people, and God knows there's still some that are alive, would say, like, <laughs> oh, no, there's a wrestling way of doing things. But, you know, I think the reality is it's about the foundational mentality and the maturity of the people who are in the business who influence the business. And I think yes. that's a good thing. I think, I think it's good that there's this sea change. You know, it used to be, it's, it was Ray Stevens drunk off his ass in a car going 90 miles per hour in a snow drift with Harley race and Ric Flair in the car that does not exist anymore. And no. we can either lament that fact or we can go, you know, I, I mean, I personally think it's kind of weird. like, you know, that when I go to a WWE thing and I go backstage, it's like, God, the, the guys are more apt to go, oh, yeah, we want to, you know, get back and play fucking Spider-Man on fucking PlayStation. Like, th that, they're more about that than, you know, getting loaded and getting laid and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I, th I think it's the reason the mortality rate of wrestling, for one thing, <laughs> went from shockingly bad to, you know, normal athlete. Yeah, so. and and it's it's the reason why, like, you know, nowadays, you know, there's guys, in, like, careers are in their 40s. Guys are becoming smarter. Guys are more, uh, you know, hey, man, look, uh, this doesn't work for me, but this does. I work smarter now. And, yeah. you know, I'm trying to be one of those guys <laughs> with, within reason, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I we pay homage to that stuff. But at the same time, this is, this is just me, because, you know, I know some people probably try to rake me over the coals for it. Um, you know, you pay homage to that stuff, but at the same time, we have to start 
Well, for me, I have to start finding my own way because I'm not those guys. You know, this is 2018. So, you know, working a headlock for 20 minutes, this is not going to work anymore. Um, you know, I have to start finding my old way. You know, I, I take the, the best of the old school, the best of what's going on now, and I find that middle ground, and then I just sit there and hammer it home from there. Well, I mean, clearly you're being a lifelong fan translates into the what you do in the ring and the, the, the um, you know, that you communicate that you're enjoying. You may work angry, but if you communicate that you're enjoying what you're doing, that you're having a good time with what you're doing in the ring, and that that, that rubs that gets across to the fans. But I was curious about, you know, I saw the early O'Shea Edwards, and, um, you know, <laughs> the, yeah, there was some, that was pretty rough. And then it was like, Something happened over to you over the last couple of years. Can what do you attribute that to? Where it's like the light bulb went off, or you know, you really got it. How can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, man. Um, really, what it was, it it was just realizing that I didn't like where I was. Um, I didn't like my lot, you know, my place. And um, I'm a big advocate for putting your own hand on the steering wheel. Like if you're going to drive, can't let someone else steer the ship for you. You got to do it. And I was, at the time, that's what was happening. I was letting someone else steal the ship for me. Um, and I got tired of it because I wasn't really getting anywhere. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of just spinning wheels. Like, it looks pretty, but what, what have you done? Um, it's just you've made a lot of smoke, and now you got to buy new tires. That's expensive. Um, eventually, I started venturing out on my own, um, trying to find my own style. Um, and that's what I did. Um, I had to screw up a lot. Um, I had to fail at a few things kind of off camera because <laughs> I was like, mm, you're not saying this stuff. Um, just because failure is where success is found. Um, you have to be afraid to fail. You, sorry, you cannot be afraid to fail because if you're afraid of failure, you'll never find what works. And if you always succeed, then it becomes you become complacent, you become real content because you've never failed before. Um, so I kind of had to reach out of my own comfort zone um, and find out what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And once I started to find that, everything started to click because, you know, a little older than everybody else kind of walking in the game, you know, in less than five years, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this, this is working. And, and then from there, it's not so much of this works, so let's just stay here. It's like, okay, this works. Let's find out what else works. And then slowly but surely, stuff starts to evolve into its own thing. And then now before I know it, like, I look at myself now, and I'm not the guy I was four years ago. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that was horrible. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, cool. I like where I'm at but let's not get complacent with this. Let's find out where this goes from here. And so I'm, I'm constantly trying to evolve um, who I am in a ring, who I am on a microphone, um, you know, how I get myself out there. And I still enjoy, I still enjoy what I do. And I, I want people to see that, but at the same time, I can still do that while still trying to figure out, like still trying to put pieces together to become the complete package overall. And then even still, once that's happening, I still don't think I'm finished. Cool. Uh, cool. Um, I have a question. Know. And this is, sorry, this is one of those questions I promised myself I would never ask on this show again because I hate this it. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, 
there's there's certain questions I hate. Who trained you? Who are your influences? Right. God, I fucking hate those questions. But I'm going to ask you one of the ones that I hate because I think you'll give an actual interesting answer. Yeah. And it's a tough question. And the tough question is this. What's the fucking goal? Like, what what do you want? And if you say maybe Japan, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna kill myself. Just so you if know. I, if but, I say that, I'll hang up the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so you're, what's, so your, what's your end game plan? Since since you actually have one and you're not right. just a pie in the sky, bought into the fantasy of pro wrestling bullshit guy. What's the okay. goal? Well, there's it's, that's a two part answer. I have a short term goal and I have a long term goal. Um, the short term goal is um, actually I told my wife that um, I know I'm a success when I can buy my wife a BMW using nothing but wrestling money. Um, that's my way tremendous. of saying, <laughs> tremendous. That's my way of saying um, thank you to her for one putting up with all of my bullshit um, and those nights where I'm gone. All night long, I'm coming in at like three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, dog tired, smelling like God knows what, you know, jumping in the shower, getting in the bed, waking up at six just to go to work the next day, um, and and not to mention, you know, it for me it's kind of self-serving because I'm like I bought my wife a BMW wrestling. What's up? Um, but that's it's my way of saying thank you to her for kind of like you know letting me do this. Um, the long term. It's real easy to say, oh, I want to be in the Fed. I want to be this. For me, I want security, whatever that entails. If that means I'm signed, then, hey, awesome. That means I'm signed. If that means I'm just backstage working, fine. That means I'm just backstage working. But in some aspects, I want the security of, of using wrestling as a full-time job to pay all of my bills, to you know, do all the small things that you know, we all want to do um, in, the, in the realm of wrestling. And so it's one of those things of while I can do it, like we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to do what we want to do and we're going to bet on ourselves and go all in and do this and do that. But at the end of the day, I want to like go to my first, my first job, put a two weeks notice down and be like, Hey man, I'm out of here and, and, and walk off. And knowing that I got, I've done so much for wrestling that this is what it's doing for me now. Like to me, like that's my long-term goal. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, O'Shea, I don't know too many guys that get around that are getting around to as many different places as you are. Fa- so fast. <laughs> so what? Like, what's up with that? How are you making that happen? Be honest with you, Matt. Is people telling me no? Um, it, it's it's amazing. I was really like beating myself up by the number of times people would tell me no. Um, but I had to realize quick that. If you want to tell me no, that's fine. You'll be telling me yes later. And so it was one of those things, like, to use the baseball analogy, you have to hit them where they ain't. So um, I'm finding gaps, and I'm hitting them right in them gaps. Um, and that's what happened. So now all of a sudden, if, and I was, so when I first started, hey, man, Georgia knew who they wanted, and they had who they wanted. So really trying to break through that was, that was very, very hard, especially when you're just coming up. Um, because there's a lot of places that just they didn't have the space to take chances on just a new guy or a new big guy. Sometimes the um, the the stereotype is, oh, he may just do big man stuff. And at the time, that's what I was doing because that's how I was being trained. Hey, do the big man stuff. You're big. Da 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 da. But I can do so much more. Um, so I had to leave. 
Um, I had to put in the five hours and drive to Jackson or put in the six and go to Florida, put in the four, go to Tennessee, um, and really start grinding it out and really start becoming and letting people, you know, know that, hey, man, I'm, I may be big, but I'm that new style of big guy that can do all that stuff that, you know, make big guys special while at the same time bringing my own brand, you know, my own little sauce you know, um, into the mix. And when that happened, all of a sudden, man, it just exploded because now that I'm moving so many places, so many places, perception's key. So everyone thinks that, oh, man, he's everywhere. And to an extent, yeah, I am because I, I, ha- I had to be. I had to turn a negative into a positive, and I had to use it, you know, use that negativity in my favor. I had to kind of put that chip on my shoulder aside by, hey, man, look, I consider it be pissy because I can't work in my home state, or I consider it get to work and start going other places that I never would have got that shot if Georgia continued to tell me yes. So I had to turn no's into yeses everywhere else, and it's been working for me very well. Not to mention you can talk. I mean, clearly you can talk. Were you, were you was that like were you gifted with that? Did you develop that? Like, how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's it's my it's my superpower. Um, coming up in high school, I was a, I was a dork in high school, man. I was real small. Um, and I I was one of those kids that got that that late growth spurt. So all of a sudden, like senior year in high school, I come back looking like a giant. People are like, what happened to you? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I just got really big. Um, but during those years, <laughs> I couldn't. Re- I wasn't really a fighter, so I had to talk my way out of stuff. And uh. yeah, it's so I usually talked my way out of fights. There was times where I talked myself into a few fights. Um, but playing high school and college ball, like talking trash was just how it went down. Like <laughs> I played, I played offensive line. It's dirty in there. Like people don't know how dirty it gets in there. And like I was one of the colorful ones. Like I had people pissed, and I'm like, let's go. Um, but like honestly though, um, on top of that, I'm a natural writer. Like I love to write. Um, uh, uh, you know, you know, nonfiction stories, short stories, you know, scripts and all that stuff. Like I took, um, uh, communications in college with a minor in English. So like me writing is just something I naturally do. Um, me being able to come up with stuff off the cuff is something I naturally do because I'm a big fan of like improvisation. I'm a big fan of taking something that somebody gives me, flipping on his ear and then giving it right back to you. Um, and it's working in my favor because there's not a lot of people who can do that. And with social media being the way it is, it's hilarious because even that works for me. So I can write all day and people like this? Like, yes, finally, me being a nerd is really working out for me. All right. It just took, you know, 30-something years. Sweet. Um, so when you put me in front of a camera, it's just another extension of me being able to write or me being able to do this and, you know, hey, I need you to tell the story for me. Cool. How long do I have? You got a minute? Bet we can do this. Hmm. Well, this is this has been a pleasure, Steve. Any anything else you yeah. want to ask before we let O'Shea go? No, no. I well, you know, we're we're gonna go over the nominees for the awards uh, tonight, and people are gonna vote. And uh, I, I love the awards. I think they're very special. Um, 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Make a case for one of the awards and why you should win it. You can make it funny or you could be serious oh, on it. And, and, and okay. you know, I know it's it's against your nature to be sort of braggadocious necessarily as a person, but fuck that. What's the award that you should win and why? What's the okay. award you should win and why? And did, and don't say ring announcer because that's just going to set me off and we don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, so. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. A quick second, I thought about it. So basically, what what domination do I feel like I – Okay, that I feel like I need to, okay, that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Honestly, it would be most improved. Um Yeah. And for like the deep cuts, like real deep cuts here. For guys who first saw me, like just raw, almost awkward ish, um they it was one of those where you where you saw it, you're like, oof, like, okay, like he's in there. But a lot of people, well, there's some people who saw me when I first started and knew that something was there. And it's like, he's just got to put it together. He's just got to put it together. And when you talk to those guys, like, what do you think about O'Shea now? And they'll tell you, it's like, that kid is scary good. Like, from the minute I saw him to who he is now, that's scary good. Um, I don't know who really else is on there. Um, but for me, look at my body of work. Look at my look at my 2018. My 2018, and I'm using my own little hashtag that has been undeniable. Um, for the, even my 2017, it's just been one of those things of where my body of work speaks for itself. Um, and when I'm in a ring now, like I, I got it. Like I'm like, what's up? <laughs> you want to roll with me? Like let's go. You want to jump and dive <laughs> into this, that, and the other? That's fine. I'm not diving. But I'll run with you though. Like I'm not doing that. But but at the same time, you know, from a from a business standpoint, it's one of those things of when I'm in a ring, you know I'm there. I have a presence about me that cannot you cannot take away from. When I'm in there, you know I'm in there. You know it's like this guy's about to beat the shit out of somebody and I'm excited for it. Yeah. And compared to who I was before, it's night and day. So to be you know, for somebody to like, oh, I don't know if he's improved that much. I'm like, dude, are you smoking dope? Like, have you not been paying attention to what I've been doing and what I've been in the ring with and, and this, that, and the other? And everybody has their favorites. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. That's perfectly fine with me. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that I haven't put the work in, that I haven't got extremely better, and that I'm not going places. Because if that's what you're saying – um, give me six months. I'm about to prove you wrong on such a level. It's going to make your head explode. Nice, man. Well, thank you for being on. And, uh, I think you made a great case for yourself and, uh, it certainly can't hurt a lot of people who are going to vote. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you guys are great. <laughs> nice, man. Well, best of luck with everything. Thank you guys so much for, um, for giving me a chance to come out here, man. I, um, I was telling a few people earlier, this is still weird to me in a good way because in my head, I'm just another guy. I'm just a dude out here trying to get on the best I can, trying to make something literally out of nothing. And the fact that people are like, hey, man, you want to be in my podcast? And I'm like, me? You know, I'm just a guy. You know, it's like, no, we really want you. Man, that's it's it's humbling. It's still humbling. Thank you for guys for giving me the, uh, the, the, the platform to – you know, talk, something I love to do anyway. Thanks. Really appreciate it. <laughs>
Hey, it's no problem, man. You guys be good. Take care. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Nice. Another put-together guy. Um, Larry, is it just me, or do we seem to be getting more and more of that kind of guy? You know what I I'm think saying? we're just, getting more and more of that kind of guy. I do. I agree with you on that. It's It's the one thing that gives me hope when wrestling – just as a general concept to me, it's so shitty. But I think the caliber of sort of the young man and young woman that are getting into wrestling and doing it, um, that's undeniably good. And I don't think you could have always said that about wrestling. So as long as that's happening, I think, we're, I think we've got a shot. I think we've got a shot at this wrestling thing continuing to be good. Um, and continuing to go into the future, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to just be the WWE, which is something I honestly didn't think I would say. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. You there, Rob? Yes, I am. Shall we go through the? Uh... Well, somebody else is there. Uh oh. Oh, my dog just went off. Sorry. No problem. No problem. So, uh, so the nominees, um, yes. you know, I, I, I think the, all of the selections are really good. Uh, I, let's, let's just knock them out, Larry. Let's just knock them out. So category and who is up for that nomination and people need to listen closely and start marinating in their minds who they're going to vote for. So uh, let's start with legends and mentor. And I think we probably need to do yeah. a better job of clarifying what, who, what the mentor uh, category is versus the legend category. But I'll tell you what Please. we've got so far. For uh, mentors, we've got A.R. Fox, Robert Gibson, Q.T. Marshall, Todd Sexton, and Rick Michaels. And in the legend category, we've got Rick Michaels, Robert Gibson, Murder One, and Ed Zahn. Um, people may say, well, why, what's, what's up with Ed Zahn? And um, Ed is one of the original ECW um, staff members, and he's actually been helping out quite a bit over in Viral Pro in Augusta, and, you know, or Thompson near, near Augusta. And I think one of the things that is kind of a, a difficulty with the awards is the, you know, a, a place like Augusta is really kind of almost more like a Carolina territory than it is a Georgia. Yeah. But um, uh, that's – but we certainly want to include them, and uh, Ed Zahn is on the ballot. I mean, those are those are just impressive names for either one of the categories. Um, real quick, uh, difference between mentor and a legend, Larry. What, how, what, how would you define one or the other, mentor and legend? Well, I think we the way I thought more about mentor was more along the trainer uh, line yes. uh, than – a, which you know not, doesn't necessarily apply to legend at all. Uh, obviously, a, a different category of So that was the kind of the distinction that I had in my mind. Is more like trainer trainer type folks. Yes. Are, are, are who's teaching, and uh, who are people learning from? Which is why yeah, yeah. So Todd Sexton doesn't run a wrestling school. Um, the the guys who benefit from his booking and when he's teaching them something. Um, it's, it's valid. That's a, that's a mentorship. Now legend is, uh, and you know, that's a word that gets kicked around a lot, like the word epic, but 
who is a true legend like and again who that when you think about ted allen for example that guy has grown in stature that's the very definition of a legend to me that you actually get bigger as time goes on that's my easy definition of a legend so who on that list whose name is going to get bigger and bigger as time goes on not fade away so well said. Yeah. All right. Next category, please. Uh, let's do uh, referee. Yes, please. We've got Tristan Michaels, Chris Wiggins, Owen Parker, Daryl Hall, and David Weekly. Nice. Real quick on this one, I think I think this is one of the few where we might have a repeat from winner uh-huh. from last year because he continues to do work. Rob, what, what are your thoughts? You probably seen you've definitely seen more of these referees than I have. What are your thoughts about the referees in the nominations? Uh, well, well, it's the, the uh, repeat. I think is definitely a possibility. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to fault any of the gentlemen listed uh i haven't seen much of tristan i think he's he's basically sticking around in uh, up in cornelia i haven't seen him around the state as much as the other uh gentlemen but it's it's hard to go wrong with pretty much anyone uh david weekly's uh performance i think has grown tremendously over the last year uh but it's kind of it's kind of hard to go against grandpa there yeah gotcha yeah it's daryl hall last year's winner Next category, Larry. Uh, Booker. We've got the uh, Anarchy Grouping, which would be uh, Dan Wilson, uh, Rick Michaels, Bill Behrens, Todd Sexton. They all have a hand in there in Anarchy. Um, Matt Hankins, uh, Murder One, Michael Stevens, and Todd Sexton. I I have to say I think I'll just say in this category I think it's going to be like who's going to be the runner up. I don't think there's much doubt about who's going to win about who's going to win. <laughs> well, you never you never know. You never know. Depends on the depends on the right and vote I guess. But uh it's uh just a point of order I think it isn't motor one want to be called by uh, black list uno now. Or Thank still you. Sticking with murder one. No, the the person who okay. the, the nomination came as murder one, but it, it will be listed as okay. blacklist two. Okay. Correct. Either way, he isn't going to fucking win, so it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, come on. I you know this this uh, I think it's clearly uh, it's clearly Todd's year, and uh, where he'll win it outright. Last year, of course, he was a co-winner uh, with Dan. And uh, I thought Dan should have won outright last year, but it's clear that Todd is going to win and deservedly so this year. Um, of course, people might try to stuff that ten- that thing, t- that kind of thing tends to not happen as much in the GWH awards, which is why I think they're more noteworthy mm-hmm. than others. So, uh, Next category. Next category. I just do, lost do ring my list. Let's get it. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Let's do ring. Let's let's go to ring announcer. Your favorite category here. Mm-hmm. Uh, ring announcer. I'm sorry. I just lost my list here for a second. Uh, well, it's actually announcer. Remember, 
is the category, so it includes other folks besides ring announcer. But be that as may, we've got uh, Jonathan Feltner, Ben Masters, Jason Boyd, Brett Wolverton, John Johnson, and Rick Richards. Thoughts, gentlemen? For me, yeah. For, yeah, for me, it's mm-hmm. Ben Masters. Uh, it's, uh, I, I like you, Jason. I, I like to see him uh, loosen up a little bit. You know, and, and I think he'd be. I think he'd win it next year if he could just loosen up just a tad. But yeah, Ben Masters, yeah, he, uh, he's you know around forever. He knows what the heck he's doing, and he putting plugs and plugs and plugs away. Nice. For me, the difficulty is that it involves people doing two completely different roles because I, I like John Johnson's work and Brett Wilverton's work, and then the other guys are really ring announcers. Of course, Feltner's the favorite and multiple time winner in the past um but um i've already said how much i enjoyed ben master's work at wrestle america so that's that's my thought it's i think commentators have a tough time and it's why i have a problem with the category in general but because commentary is a tough gig but how many people are hearing brett wolverton so he's at a disadvantage right right the ring announcers people see people know um, and that kind of thing. And, and commentators just aren't the kind of guys who go on social media and, and toot their own horn. And part of winning is a popularity contest, right, on some degree. So uh, I'll be interested in seeing who wins and, uh, and feeling the awkwardness uh, when they're on the, um, on the air with us. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next category. Next event, category. event of the year, the Ooh, Southern Honor yeah, debut show. Southern Honor Debut Show, uh, Southern Fried Shindig 5, Anarchy Fright Night, Viral Pro Trick or Trauma, Scenic City Night 2. Uh, comments, thoughts from anybody? Yes. Um, you guys saw more of these shows than I did, certainly. So um, if you had a I mean, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, I, I saw two of the ones listed, the uh, Southern Honor the Big Show and Phoenix City Night Two. Uh as you know, all around, uh you know, it's I I think Phoenix City had more big moments. Uh and that's the only reason why I would give it to them over Southern Honor. Uh like I said, it's hard for me to, you know, I can only judge two out of the uh, of the I think five you listed. Uh, so I can't yeah. say one way or the other about that. But of, of those two that I saw, I would have to go Phoenix City night two. You know, I, I give it a you know it'd be like a sixty forty type of thing. You know, you know, almost a coin flip. But yeah, I'd have to give it the Phoenix City night two as as as, as, a, as a choice. I think it's going to be interesting because again, it's people who are in wrestling who are voting. And more than ever, I think there's probably guys who have wrestled on three out of those five shows, if not more. And those are, are going to be a lot of the people who are voting. So as much as I worry because it's like, well, it's not fair because people haven't seen all those shows. At the same time, it's, I got to remember, it's wrestling people who are voting on it. And they talk to each other and they know the deal. They know which shows were really great and which ones were just full of hot air. Um, which ones really worked. So I honestly think that it's, it's still a very legitimate thing and made the best show win. I think, it, and I think it will. So, yeah. 
I saw three of them. The only thing I would say is that I'm surprised that Anarchy's Fright Night got more nominating uh, votes than Anarchy's Hardcore Hell. Because to me, Hardcore Hell was the better of the two. Um, next, Tag Teamer Stable. We've got JB Enterprises, Techie Makuji, Drew Blood, Brian Kane, The Approved, Adrian Hawkins, Kenji Brea, Bobby Moore, Team Tag, Kevin Blue, Chris Spectra, Billy Buck, Master in the Machine, Marcus Cross, and Griff Grissom, and The Lynch Mob. Well, it, I'd have to go with Team well, Tag myself. Go ahead. Yeah, I I think it's interesting on who's not there. Um, I find it interesting that, and it, and it does show that at the end of the day, I, I think a lot of the big AWE things that happened, perhaps the trigger was just pulled too late. Um, because, I mean, it's undeniable that the hierarchy has been such a major thing for them. And, and you know, they've done other people's shows and yet they're not there. I find that very interesting. Uh, I don't know good or bad, but I think it's sort of a testament to they're omnipresent, but really didn't do anything to really catch the sort of wrestling public eye this year. And they did get votes, just not enough votes to get on the ballot as far as hierarchy goes. They, there definitely were votes for them. Um, and he may be suffering some, like, in terms of a recency effect that may be not done as much in the recent uh, months due to the, you know, to me, kind of like a fade of AWE's fortunes here to, towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, manager, mm-hmm. Ryan North from Wrestle America, Logan Chase from GPW, uh, Mikey Galino, who's done some AWE and also is in Viral Pro, Matthew Hankins, we all know who he is, and mm-hmm. Dr. Joseph Brock III from Southern Fried. You know, being the – I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about how, well, Jeff G. Bailey's not there, and so the, the award is a lesser than thing. However, I would remind everybody that <laughs> – there was, you know, like when the WWF went through a transition of, of like a booming period and then it fell. But in that period at which it fell is some of the most beloved stars that when we think back, right? Like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart as world champion in the WWF were considered at the time not failures out and out, but definitely not the rousing successes that they're thought of now. So in whoever wins manager, for example, I think there's an opportunity there to see, okay, to recognize this person's doing good work and can they elevate themselves um, over the next year to the point where, they really are integral in angles, not just, you know, important, but like that main antagonist um, that you can really build your promotions around. Um, I'm curious to see who's going to win, but more than that, I'm curious to see what the managers can do. Are they going to just be completely unimportant in 2019 or are they really going to fight to be integral and a bigger part of the shows? 
I'm very curious about it. Most improved. We've got I Cross, Kevin Ryan, Dax Anthony, Alan Angels, and O'Shea Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> and with the, and there could have been a bunch more, but that's what we had to narrow it down to. I was going to say, is that the best crop we've ever had? I'm not saying like you know the, those five or whatever are better than past award winners. I'm saying as a group of five, is that the best group of most improved we've ever had? Boy, it'd be hard to find a better group, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rod, Rod who do you, who do you think out of those five? Oh, well, it's uh, that's a that's a tough one. It's the second toughest category uh, compared yeah. to the rest of the year. Uh, I agree. After, yeah, watching Alan Angels, uh, this his mic work has improved uh, so much from last year to this year. Uh, and in the in as a performer, uh, Kevin Ryan has improved from what, from what I've seen of him. Uh, you know, proof positive they gave him the, the title at Southern Honor. Uh, Old Shea Edwards is a friggin' monster, and he's yeah, and man. He's you know main event or a curtain jerker. You know, he'll give you you know give you everything. Uh, and uh, Ike Cross, uh, it's 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 amazing what he can do. Like I said, it's that's going to be. Uh, I don't, you know, no one's going to get 50% of the vote on this. This is going to be like, you know, someone I agree. Gets 25, someone might get 28%, and it's going to be, you know, I wouldn't be su- surprised to see a tie. And we've had ties in categories. This is just a reminder to everybody listening. Fucking vote. I don't vote <laughs> on the principle of, like, you know, I think I already have a platform to sort of speak my mind, and I figure that's enough. But you should vote because we've had ties. It seems like we've had ties every year, and uh, you don't want to regret not voting. So please do. Next the only thing I'll say is, and, and, and it may play out differently in the in the actual voting than in, than in the nominations. But one of these guys was nominated way more than the others, than anyone else. But I will leave it at that. Very um, interesting. It's very yes. interesting. I was I was surprised, but it was it was it was very very obvious. Uh, what else we got here? We got uh, female performer of the year: Danny Jordan, Crystal Rose, Aja Pereira, and Nina Monet. I think there are two clear front runners on that: uh, Danny and. Uh... Oh, oh, oh! That name just—I just totally had a senior moment there. Aja, uh, Aja, yes, thank you. Those are the uh, two front runners. Uh, not, not, not to knock the other ladies, uh, but you know, uh, and Dan, uh, Danny's work—you know, seeing her for, from her training days uh, over the last couple of years has, you know, steadfast improvement. Uh, like I said, her match with Kiera Hogan uh, last week was, was simply amazing, in my opinion. You know, but yeah, and, and Aja is you know the alien extraordinaire. You know, yeah, you you can't go wrong with either of those two picks. But yeah, you know, their work speaks for themselves. Uh, and you know, Crystal Rose does a good job. Uh, you know, Monet I think has a little bit of resurgence uh, coming back. I think with one fall and with 
uh, working up in anarchy. Uh, yeah. Because I haven't seen it, didn't see her much last year. Uh, so it's, you know, either one of these ladies can kick your ass. So. <laughs> well said. Next category. Male performer. Logan Creed. Sal Renaro. Adrian Hawkins. A.C. Mack. Drew Blood. Corey Hollis. Now, this is about... This is about gimmick work, right? Mm-hmm. And right. Um, basically making making more out of less was the original thought behind the category. Um, my thought, I didn't vote again. If I was going to vote, I think Sal is phenomenal and sort of the perennial in this category. But I got to say, everything I hear about Corey Hollis has been like the amazing transformation of that guy. Um, and I would, I would say that, you know, somebody else would be hard pressed to argue with somebody over Corey Hollis in my mind. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Corey is definitely the front runner, but there's a couple of dark horses, you know, as far as you, know, you want to call, talk about gimmicks, uh, Drew Blood's gimmick is simply amazing. Uh, especially paired with Dr. Brock, you, you think he's, he's a clown, but he'll he'll knock your teeth out. You know it, that's one of those one of those things. But yeah, if we're talking about gimmick work, uh, yeah. I, I, I could definitely see him challenging Corey on that. Uh, you know, you know, but, you know, it's that's one of those things. And you know, AC Max is not far that far behind. Um, one thing I'll say about Corey House, whether he wins any awards. He's done it. The thing that impresses me about one of the things that impresses me about him is doing it across multiple promotions in this state and working oh, yeah. on top in like four different places during the course of the year. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's not too many other guys that have done that. There may be a couple, but not many. Uh, yeah. Promoter of the year. We've got David Gardner, uh, Daryl Morris, Woody Hollander, Matt Griffin, Joshua Hancock. Rick Michaels, and it'll be listed on the ballot as one promoter, Charles Anschutz and Dave, David Manders. Um, all guys that did a great job, I don't see how Charles doesn't win it. <laughs> Just to be blunt and honest. So, Promotion of the year. We've got GPW, WrestleMerica, Viral Pro, Anarchy, and Southern Fried. Thoughts, guys? Yeah. Well, it's it's Southern Fried to lose. Uh, I agree. I don't, you know, I I don't know much about Viral Pro. You know, Pro. I've uh, been hearing about him a lot lately. Hopefully, I'll get over there to see him one time, uh, depending on my work schedule. But it, it's it's. You know, but at Southern's ride next year is going to have a huge target on their back, and several people are gunning for them. Mm-hmm. If 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 Action had run a full uh, year, they'd be on there, but you know they didn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, so they, otherwise, I think they're they're a, they're a lock to be on that list, and I'm sure they will be next year. Don't disagree. Yes, sir. Uh, what are we down to here? Are we down to wrestler of the year? I believe so. I think so. I think so. Oh, technician so and wrestler. Tech, yeah. Which which the other one? Technician, yeah. 
Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's find that technician because that was interesting, too. They were all interesting, but... Um, <laughs> Because I purposely didn't look at this until I tallied to know anything about who what was coming in. Um, so it was something that surprised me too to see some of the things. Uh, technician, yeah, for technician we've got Tyson Dean, uh, Fred Yehai, Alan Angels, Michael Stevens, and Slim J. Amazing list again. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that that spreads to lose, and the one thing that could lose it for him is the notion that he's not a Georgia wrestler anymore. Right. See that right. argument. Same for Anthony Henry, who didn't get on there, would be you know probably not Agreed. on there for you know for the same reason. Um, yeah. But it's a it's, it's a, another uh, wide open category because of the loss of Kyle Matthews. Um, you know. So is this the year that Slim J really breaks through? Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be that's one I'm very interested in seeing the results of. And now wrestler, wrestler of the, the year. Wrestler of the year. Let me say that this was um in terms of the nominations, mm. these guys all got roughly in the same number of nominations within one or two, this grouping. Exciting. And there were a couple more that were just one vote behind and you know, we taught. You know, we, I sent it out for you guys about like, boy, or we might even had a tiebreaker. That's right, we had a tiebreaker on this about who to put on because there were ties involving some of this. But anyway, we boiled it down mm. to Slim J, Michael Judas, AC Mack, Sal Renaro, Corey Hollis, Ike Cross, and Logan Creed. I mean. Is there a better testament to wild side and anarchy than that list? <laughs> By the True. way, let me, just, let me just throw that out there. Um, yeah. Who do we think, guys? Who did you vote for? or oh, man. Who do you think has the best chance of winning? Which might be two different questions. but. Oh. Who would I like to win? Uh, he's, yeah, I think he's a year or two away. I would, you know, AC Mack has just been every promotion he's mm-hmm. been, he's won titles. Uh, and the, when he's out there, the spotlight is always on him. Uh, and his mouth is, you know, it, you know, he, he, his ass can cast the check, his mouth writes. You know, that's, but uh, you you, pay, you want to see him get beat up because he, he, he talks people into that. Uh, uh, you know, I think some Jay's a little bit more technical, better. Technically better, excuse me. Uh, Logan Creed for a big man. Oh my God! Uh, and I'm, he, I'm, why is he not going national? Uh, that's you know, dog, shut up. That's uh, it, 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 it's a, it's amazing what Logan what Logan can do. Sorry, my dog just went off again because I'm waxing poetic, poetically here. I mean, you know, this is going to be another one of those. It's be one or two votes separating the winner from the uh, from the second place. Larry, what are your thoughts? I just, it's this is so tough, but I'd have to say is like, who's a main event guy everywhere he goes? Well, of course, Judas is, but I'd have to go with Logan with Logan Creed. Here's my thoughts on Logan Creed. I'll put it succinctly: Logan Creed, a year or two ago 
was the guy that you would bring in to make Mm -hmm. somebody look good, right? Whether that was Gunnar Miller, Jeter, whoever. Now, Logan Creed is the guy that you have, and you bring other people to make him look even better because he's the man. So to me, that answers the question, ultimately. I think Logan Creed, I I think he's ascended um, to the point where he's indispensable to the most promotions. So, but again, any of those guys could win. It's a cliche, but it's true here. And it's probably going to be decided by a very small amount of votes. So make sure you get out and vote. Now that you know who the nominees are, um, Larry, how do people vote? And when is the deadline? I think the way the dating, the dates are going to fall this year, we're going to go all the way to the uh, 31st of December. There's no reason not to because That's our great. show won't air until – uh, we're not going to do it on the first of the year, so our show won't air until the uh, the eighth, I believe. It's going to fall on, mm-hmm. so we got plenty of time to, to to tally. So we'll go all the way till the thirty first. You can submit your ballots either to uh, my Facebook page or to L A Goodman U S at Yahoo dot com. Either way is fine. And remember, this Yahoo. is a vote for. <laughs> Yeah, this is a vote for people that are involved in the wrestling business in Georgia. This is not a fan vote. So if there's a question about who you are and how you fit into wrestling, please identify yourself uh, when you're submitting your vote, your uh, ballot. Yes, sir. And thanks to the, the staff at uh, GWH who worked very hard to put this together. All our best thoughts go out to Brian Slack. Hope yeah. you're doing all right with everything. Uh, but we're going to get it in for you. And it's the uh, the only award show in Georgia that truly matters when it comes to indie wrestling. So make your voice heard, get your votes in, and you know it's always a barn burner of a show when we announce the winners. Um, special thanks, thanks Rod, for being on. Um, it was My really pleasure. wonderful, uh, and it's great. I, I was thinking as I was reading your report, it's important to have guys like you sort of you know, looking at these shows with a critical eye, it's so invaluable. Um, I get so frustrated and annoyed when I see wrestling people sort of, you know, like, oh, Larry's voice or, oh, Dave Meltzer doesn't matter. Without them, you know, people love the cliche is without fans, there is no wrestling. Well, no shit, dummies. But (laughs) without people there to tell the tale and to frame things and to put things in perspective, um, you know, it's a bunch of dudes in their underwear pretending to fight. And so your contribution is very, very important. And Larry, of course, I can never thank you enough. You should perpetually win sort of wrestling journalist of the year. And uh, so get those votes in and special thanks to you guys. And of course, to O'Shea Edwards, phenomenal guest. Wrestling's in good hands. And we're going to see you in two weeks to talk about it some more on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.